When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. Today we're going to be doing a coffee brew, which we haven't done in a little while. I actually took today's request from the Discord chat and it's going to basically be a very homey chat that we're going to have. But before we jump in, I chose a quote as per usual to set the mood. And this quote comes in from Edith Sitwell saying, winter is the time for comfort for good food and warmth, for the touch of a friendly hand, and for a talk beside the fire. It is the time for home. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to another Coffee Talk. Today, we're gonna to be doing a coffee brew. And I feel like it's been a little while since we've done one of these. I need to up the balance of the different types of brews to even them out before the end of the year. And coffee brews normally lean towards, I guess, like more personal story times or just personal talks. I like to picture coffee brews as if we were actually in a coffee house or like if I invited you over and we sat down for coffee where we just get a little bit more personal and we talk about I, I don't I can't explain it but hopefully that kind of sets the mood so today's coffee brew is actually a requested brew from the discord chat this one came in from fee ride 13 saying I would love a coffee talk on the entire concept of home I always feel like as young adults at one point or another it's normal to lose the definition you once had of home and then spend your life trying to create a new definition and I feel like Kaylin would do an amazing job at giving us her point of view on this which Thank you, I'm gonna do my best today. I wanna talk about this for a few reasons. I'm sure you guys know just because I've been talking about it nonstop, but I am moving into my new house this week, so I felt like that aligned with this topic. I'm also, I I'm just wanna be honest with you guys. I feel a little anxious talking about this because this has been such a sore spot in my own life, and I feel like I've talked about that in bits and pieces throughout my online existence, but I've never really sat and addressed it like this, I guess, and attacking it in such a sense of what is home and what is your sense of home and how can you recreate that and also honor your childhood sense of home as you move into adulthood. So. Yeah, this is gonna be super like therapeutic. I hope you guys are ready to just like crack open our hearts today. And I think it'll be a good chance to do this before the end of the year as we all start fresh and maybe create a new definition or a new sense of home for all of us individually moving into the new year. So Fee Ride 13, I'm sorry, I don't know your real name, but you did a really good job at highlighting, in my opinion, the idea that everybody at some point 
needs to give up their original definition of home. And that feeling, that sensation, that nostalgia that comes with that, and for like all of us, it's our childhood. It was our first childhood sense of home. I think looking at our first and original sense of home tells a lot of information about ourselves. And y'all know how much we love a good self-study. So when you think about your first childhood sense of home, you can't help but also look at what caused that to change. And honestly, the common denominator between all of us and common thread between all of our childhoods is that no matter what, time changed everything. And everything else may have changed either by choice or sometimes, unfortunately, by force. No matter what, there is a sense of peace that comes from understanding that whether it was by choice or by force, your childhood isn't gone or like your first sense of home isn't gone for any other reason other than time. And that time has passed and because of that, everybody has to move on. It's just like one of those things that I say a sense of peace because it's, it's a truth. It's a universal truth that all of us experience time. The way that we experience time is very linear. You can't go backwards. And so even if you have a really healthy sense of attachment to your childhood sense of home or maybe a more troubled one or a more strained one. Find peace in knowing that no matter how you look back on it and how you choose to, I guess, like integrate that information into yourself, that it's universally a truth that all of us feel a sense of nostalgia towards that childhood home, whether it was forced or not. And by forced or not, I mean that if you're one of the lucky ones, you grew up with very tentative and healthy attached parents or caregivers and, you know, time just came along where maybe you chose to go away for school or maybe you you chose to leave home to live on your own to follow a passion, a career. Maybe you fell in love and got married and moved out of your home for that reason. But by force, I mean when your sense of home was kind of taken from you, not by choice. Like you didn't decide one day to like happily leave. Maybe your parents got divorced. Maybe there was a death in the family. Maybe one of your parents lost a job or you had to unexpectedly move. Okay, I'm gonna get so deep on you guys right now. But like as much as we attach to our ideas of what home was or is, even as children, like when you think about maybe your childhood house, maybe you think about your grandparents' house, maybe you just have that warm goldeny glow of childhood, but our original home, it's our bodies. Originally, the first place you've ever known to be home is your body, and we're gonna come full circle to that by the end of today's chat, but again, I say that as a sense of peace because and this is why I kind of felt anxious a little bit talking today. I feel like I have to explain where I'm coming from and like my experience with losing my first sense of home. I fall into the criteria of losing my first sense of home, not by choice. I come from a family of divorce. My parents split up and this is like one of those things that I mean, I, I never really talk about it a lot. I think I was always kind of dealing with it on one level or another, but I'm also an anxious avoidant attacher. So for a long time, I really avoided addressing this sense of missing a sense of home within myself, you know? And that's what made this topic so therapeutic today, but also it, it cuts close to home. I can't think of a better way to say it, but because I didn't want to lose that first sense of home, but I did. And I, I really empathize if anything happened that kind of took your first sense of home away from you too. It really tarnished my first sense of home and that's why I moved out at 18 and I was really chasing a sense of home for a really long time. And the crazy thing is that 
I, I mean, if you watch my YouTube channel, then you can literally witness that chase. You can witness me just running, but also not really knowing what I was running to. And I, I truly believe that that was just triggered by feeling that, that sense of lack of control, of not having the choice, of feeling kind of robbed of the choice of moving or leaving the nest and just having the nest ripped out from underneath me. The reintegration of every version of yourself, of every home you've ever had, is a key component to feeling safe, secure, and at home in the present moment. Uh, that was deep. <laughs> but yeah, I lost my actual childhood home. I didn't even see it for the last year before my mom sold it. When everything first went down, I just I just numbed it out. I completely numbed it out. I acted like it didn't bother me that my parents were splitting up. And because truly on one level it didn't, I didn't think that they were right for each other. But I also, I don't know, I feel like I was also really stubborn about it where it, it bothers everybody to see is something that was once so golden just be tarnished so quickly. To have all your happy memories and your sad memories become like skewed or used in battle or rehashed painfully or to have your safety net kind of be yanked out from underneath you. And even now I still struggle with that feeling because if I fail, there is no safety net to catch me. And that's, I've learned to <laughs> embrace that because it's, forced me into a lot of surviving, <laughs> like surviving in a way that like turned into thriving, which is what you want, you know? But yeah, just like having no sense of safety net underneath you anymore, which I think we all experience in some level when we officially leave the nest and go out on our own and, you know, start our careers and maybe start looking for life partners or just start creating the foundation of our own lives now that we're not children anymore. Like life is messy. Nobody has a clean, sparkly past or like linear state of like everything was happy-go-lucky and I just skipped my way into adulthood. But at the same time, I believe it a very, like I said, key component to thriving in your, especially like your earlier 20s or into your 30s or just into adulthood in general is having a sense of rootedness and whether your roots were yanked or they just moved in a different direction Direction, we need to feel a sense of home base or a place to belong or you know just a place where we can unpack ourselves shake loose a little bit have fun connect recharge and so it kind of boils down to being able to create that sense that feeling that experience for yourself in whatever chapter of your life you find yourself in now so there are four different factors or four different, I want to call them maybe wormholes that can kind of make you feel a sense of homesickness that isn't for where you're living right now or is for either a pastime or maybe your hometown or maybe your parents' house or your childhood house. The first one being attitude because I feel like it's the most obvious where it's almost like that self-fulfilling prophecy or what you attract, right? <laughs> like there are certain songs that I can listen to that literally make me feel sick to my stomach nostalgic for being a kid. And it's this weird sense of comfort I get when listening to them. Uh, that to me is attitude. That is choosing to be homesick. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. Like I actually think that it can be a very healing thing or it can make you feel a weird sense of bittersweet warmness for being a, like a child. Oh, that song from Matilda's going in my head right now that like bombed away when she's like making pancakes. Like that song gives me a weird ache in my stomach. But it's because I ache for... I, it's like my body remembers what it was like to hear that song or watch it on my VHS 
big box television for the first time with like my sister sitting on a big beanbag hippopotamus in our basement. Like it's like that, that's the feeling. It's my body remembering but my mind at the same time understanding that that is something that's behind me and I can't get to it anymore. So that kind of trigger can cause a homesickness. Another can be experience. For instance, if you didn't leave home often as a child or are moving out for the first time, if you've never lived on your own before, you, you're maybe going away to school, like those are life experiences that trigger a sense of homesickness. The third is, like I said, a change kind of forced upon you can cause homesickness. But last but not least, how much you tend to feel homesick or like like you're missing that sense of home or rootedness can also boil down to your personality. And I touched on this already a little bit, but it's the idea of your attachment style. And your attachment style is just a piece or a part of your personality. So if you've never heard of it before, attachment styles are like a key component to your personality that is developed through childhood. And this work was done by Mary Ainsworth back in the 1960s. So what Ainsworth did is she created this situation with babies and she put them in a, like a strange situation. The babies were with their caregiver or their attached parent and the attached parent would leave the room and return. And there were four different reactions or four different attachment styles that each baby fell into based on their reaction or their experience of this strange situation. So the four different attachment styles were secure, anxious and secure, anxious avoidant, or disorganized. And so a secure attachment would have been represented through a baby that was obviously sad when the caregiver or parent left but was happy when they returned and was easily open and accepting of their love after returning but anxious avoidant or anxious insecure would feel resistant towards the parent returning because it would be like I don't know that abandonment issue or that sense of you know I need you to love me so like either being too clingy or like avoiding love from the caregiver because they weren't sure if the parent would leave again and then disorganized was pretty much like like the behavior just didn't correlate with the situation. This is gonna be deep but I'll tell you what I am. <laughs> if it brings you any sense of comfort or just makes you feel more connected because we're sharing personal information or maybe you're the same but I am an anxious avoidant so I tend to avoid loving situations or avoid situations that really you know nestle their way into my heart because of a sense of like, well, when is it gonna go away? When is it gonna be taken away? And that avoidant piece of my personality, honestly, just embracing that and accepting that in the last like few years has, has been very difficult, but has also been very empowering. I just think it's important to identify your attachment style because this attachment style is prevalent in all areas of our lives. This is not just how we attach to our parents. This is also how we attach to anyone we allow to get close to us or anything that becomes important to us. That includes your childhood. That includes your sense of home. That includes your loved ones. That includes anybody you're trying to be intimate with. It includes any happy memory you have or anything that you've become close to or has become a part of you in some way. Your attachment style is probably similar across most of those things. In understanding your attachment style, you're able to then work with yourself in a way that'll actually work for you. For instance, someone who has a secure attachment style would take different advice on how to create a sense of home within themselves or in adulthood than someone who has an anxious avoidant attachment style or someone who has an anxious insecure or disorganized. It's just important because I feel like that allows you 
to take whatever information I can give you today and also seek out more information that's going to fit the unique individual that is you. I'm still going to give good pointers that are more universal, but it's just another chance of self-discovery, another chance to understand yourself more, to understand your coding more. So now that we've dug through our childhood traumas together, I hope you guys feel closer to me. I certainly feel closer to you. Uh, I'm going to leave you guys with a message from some of the sponsors that brought you guys today's podcast episode before we jump into a little bit of a concept of time as well as how to create a sense of home in your adulthood. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. So there's this really interesting perspective of time and how we as human beings experience time that I stumbled across not too long ago. And it was the idea that we experience time in relevance to how much time we've lived. For instance, a baby, one year feels so long to a baby because one a baby that's one years old has only ever experienced one year of time. So that feels like a long time. But then when the baby turns two, one year becomes only 50% of its lifetime or 50% of what it's experienced, right? As you age or as you get older, years start to fill in a smaller percentage of your lifetime. So years start to pass faster. They don't feel as long. By the time we're in our 30s, one year is like two to five percent of our lifetime. So those years start to pass more quickly. This is why when we were like five or six years old and we're waiting for Christmas Eve and it was December 1st, those 24 days felt like 50 years. And now, I mean, it still blows my mind. Like I looked at the calendar today and I was like, how are we already almost halfway through December? Like I didn't even realize Christmas was only like 12 days away. <laughs> and that childhood me would be shook because the time between December 1st and Christmas felt like the marathon of life as a kid. There are obviously pros and cons to this as there are with everything in life, but the pro of years going faster as you become older means that it feels like things change quicker. A nostalgic feeling that a lot of us feel for our childhood is really just 
I think one, the filtering out of a lot of the thickness that came with time back then. Like we don't remember every single minute yet, every single minute seemed to stretch on as a kid. But it's also to that sense of familiarity, that sense of the world feeling bigger than it was or what it is or what it seems to be now. And also to, I mean, perspective. It's a complete change in perspective. And the more that we've lived, the more that we've almost, in a sense, kind of programmed ourselves to feel or to behave in certain ways or patterns. And you're able to break those chains and patterns should you want to. And you're able to create new senses of home more frequently in your adulthood if you want to. Personally, <laughs> I feel like I've used every single opportunity of change as an opportunity to create a new sense of home and it's why I am as sentimental as I am and I I create so many like themes and meanings out of things but that is I think in a sense a way of creating a new sense of home when I felt like it was kind of taken from me. In every apartment I ever lived in, I nested the shit out of those apartments. I made them as cozy as they could possibly feel. I made, even if it was by myself, and I still tried to make like holiday things while living alone, like traditions with myself or traditions even with my dog and respecting that you can't go back, respecting that whether you were kicked out of your original home nest by choice or by force, there is no way to change it. There's only things you can take from it. And the main thing being information, the main thing being experience, lessons learned, even that warm sense of golden childhood that we all feel when we reminisce on times we know have made us feel more at home than we don't know if we'll ever feel again. But the crazy thing is time tends to pass and without even really meaning to, we hit these moments that kind of light up in that same glittery golden feel. You know, it gives you that butterfly in your stomach, that warmth in your heart, that rootedness in terms of like my soul feels like it's at rest here. And I know that with 2020 being as difficult of a year as it is and hearing even just from you guys individually how strugglesome it can seem and how I think we've been in a time of a lot of fear and a lot of um, uncertainty and with the change of times and in generations you know we spend more time connecting through technology now it's hard to feel home through a screen <laughs> I do my best to create a sense of home through a screen not even just for you guys but Literally, let's psychoanalyze myself for a second here. Me even going onto the YouTubes and creating this world was me trying to, again, find a place to belong, find a sense of home. That's all, that's all we all want. It's like biologically in our DNA, we want to feel a sense of belonging. We want to feel a sense of home. That hasn't changed from the humans that lived thousands of years ago. Instinctually, we all crave protection. We all crave security and love and, again, that sense of belonging. You can give that feeling to yourself. You can choose to seek out things that will make you feel that way even if it's not gonna give it to you in the highest capacity that sometimes, like I said, those moments you just stumble upon do. With everything being such a balance in life, there is in my opinion, a certain amount of life that we have control over and then a certain amount of life that we just kind of have to let go of our control and have faith in. I feel like before we, before we cast that side away and talk about the part we do have control over, something to be said about the part of your life or the part of your destiny or the part of your soul, your heart, your life map that I, I don't want to say I want you to have faith in it because what does it matter what I want, but that you can have faith in should you choose to 
is it is instinctual. So whether you mean to seek it out or not, you will likely instinctually find yourself in a place in life again where you will feel connected, rooted, at home, safe and secure. The world even, at, at this point right now, I don't think the world is even feeling that way, but I genuinely believe that as we all collectively search for that within ourselves, then we can create that atmosphere around the world too. And I know that that is very rose-colored glasses, but it's what we all want. And it's the missing of it that creates all of this craziness. If we all felt that way, the world would be a different place. But I do think it truly begins with ourselves and it's the hardest sense of home to create. And I think especially in today's world with so much distraction. So how do we feel that way? How do we create a sense of home as an adult? How do we put on our gisting gear and gist our lives into shape in a place that allows us to unpack and just be? Well, there are so many answers I feel like I could give to that question, but I'll share with you guys some actual physical tips that have worked for me and that I have basically learned since moving out of my house at like 18. I think first is taking a bird's eye view of your time. Like when I think about what 80 year old me would think about my life, it makes it a lot easier for me to accept where I am right now and also accept the part of who I was as a part of my story. And not only that, I feel like when you look at your life as an 80 year old looking back, you see all the different chapters and looking at it that way allows you to I guess kind of accept the journey that you're on and then accept the place you're in and then kind of focus in on that chapter knowing that there's gonna be other chapters. Chapters that might feel more homey, chapters that might feel more challenging, but either way your job is just to make yourself feel as much at home within yourself in this portion of your journey. The next thing you can do is tie this chapter of your life into things that are joyful. The best example I can think of this is music. Whenever I listen to certain music or even certain playlists, like I feel like Spotify has been out long enough or if you have Apple Music or whatever, maybe you have old playlists and sometimes dipping back into those old playlists, it feels like you're revisiting an old chapter of your life. Even like the hardest, the most shadowy times in my life, and the music that was there for me during those times is like a weird, that same kind of gut oh, feeling of, it's like nostalgia. There's no other way to put it. It's almost like a bittersweet yearning even for the bad times because music was such a joyful, comforting place. So finding anything that brings you a sense of joy, it might be music, it could be movies, maybe it's postcards, little things that you do, little things that you collect, little hobbies or interests or maybe traditions, and this is another one for me, but I'm kind of skipping a few. Things that you do that bring you a sense of joy that would signify this chapter of your life. Kind of, I guess, initiate the change yourself. You know, if you're in a new chapter of your life, why not change your hair? Why not change your style a bit? Maybe change your atmosphere at home, like your, the, Furniture in your bedroom, guys, how many times have we all swapped our furniture? I probably could fill a playlist of 100 videos of me just changing the furniture around in my house. But I did that even as a kid and I think it comes from one, gaining a new perspective and two, gaining a new energetic 
sensation from the, whatever era of life was being signified. I also feel like when you create physical change around you or within you, that that sense of physical change is also going to give you a sense of security because it's something that you can control in what is the chaos of life. Like there's so much we can't control. So embracing change by choosing change, you know, focusing on the changes you can create for yourself is a sense of security. It's a sense of feeling more empowered and in control of your life again and rolling with your life like being like all right this is the chapter we're in like I think of that even as a woman knowing that one day I'm sure I'm going to face the troubles of aging and I, I it makes me sad that I'm gonna face that and know that it's going to be somewhat difficult only because I don't think there's anything wrong with aging I just think that there has been so much pressure for so long on women to keep their youth, to keep their beauty that like, again, when I think about 80 year old me, I'm hoping by then she won't give any Fs about what she's looking like. She's going to be living high thrive comfortable, but I'm sure there's going to be an, an era in between there where I'm going to probably struggle with maybe wrinkles, maybe after I've had a few kids, if my body looks different, you know, if my hair starts to gray, knowing that and thinking about embracing the physical change, like I, I, I had a lot of really cool women role models in my life growing up that I watched really embrace their aging process and really kind of style themselves up no matter how old they were. And I think that is a really comforting and I think just like a really well-rounded way to go at life, to take action and take control over the part of change that you do have control over. The next way you can create a sense of home in your adulthood is to create new traditions. And this isn't just with your family, but you can do this with your friends too. I remember there were a few years in a row that I would host a Friendsgiving and I, I loved creating that new just tradition. I haven't done it in like I think a year, two years now, but I don't know, maybe now that I have a house, I'll start hosting Friendsgivings again because just that new sense of home, a new sense of tradition, a new sense of like, how do you put up your Christmas tree? Like, even if you live alone, I have had my Christmas tree for four years in a row now and just putting up my tree and making Christmas cookies and watching Elf is a weird tradition that I just like to do, whether I was with roommates or not. And any kind of traditions you have, any kind of little things that you can do, little patterns you can make with yourself, love ones, friends, pets, or even maybe rehashing old traditions in a new way is another way to create a sense of home and a new sense of memories that it's a weird thought to think of creating a new tradition, not knowing that it'll be one of the happy moments you'll look back on when you're old and thinking like, oh, up until 26, 27, I never had that tradition. I started it at that year. You look back on the 15 years you did that tradition after that, starting at 27, a whole new sense of home that you gained. It's just a cool thought. <laughs> which leads me to the next tip, which is really like honoring your past in some way. I think that there are so many cool ways that you can do this by bringing pieces of your past forward with you. Tattoos, I think, are one of my personal favorites. I also think holding on to maybe little things, for instance, I mean, you don't want to become a hoarder, but I just mentioned in a recent vlog that I have this box full of cards that I've received for most of my life, like cards, written letters, or little mementos, tickets to concerts, just little things that I bring forward with me, little tiny physical things that 
they are completely valueless to anybody else but like invaluable to me because they're those little pieces of my past that I'm honoring by bringing forward. Uh, journaling is another really good way to do this. Maybe you keep, I don't know, your mother's wedding dress or your great-grandmother's wedding dress or family heirlooms, like again, honoring your past in some way by integrating it, by bringing it forward with you, by allowing it to be a part of the present, however bittersweet it feels. Next is to ask yourself, how can I make the most out of my life right now? And that's an important question because it would be a sad thought to think that we spend most of our lives looking backwards, that we miss, you know, what's right in front of us. I mean, it's a really cool concept that as human beings, we are able to, even if we are physically tied to the now, that we can mentally go forwards or backwards if we want to. The trouble is if we spend way too much time looking backwards or even too much time anticipating what is forwards that we miss what is happening right here in the now. Okay, I understand that the past is there, that the future is coming, that I'm allowed to let go of both of those things and really ask myself, can I completely tune into what is happening right now in front of me and can I make the most of this because those moments in the past especially when we were kids we weren't thinking about what we were missing out on we were in the now and that's what made those moments so potent and so cherishable is because we were so integrated with that moment. So if you can integrate yourself with your life right now, you're going to create more of those moments for yourself to look back to. And then my final tip for creating a sense of home in your adulthood is to bring others with you. And I am speaking to a lot of you guys that might also have fallen under that anxious avoidant category. Only because if you tend to lean towards being more anxious avoidant, you might avoid creating deep personal relationships with people because you're afraid of hurt. And I lived a great portion of my life feeling quite lonely because I was too afraid to attach to people, because I became too afraid of the potential pain that I would self-sabotage said potential pain in order to not feel it. But I want to share a lesson that that taught me in case it saves you a little bit of pain and time for yourself and energy for yourself that if you do that, the pain will be inevitable. Whether you choose to keep people out or you let people in and they hurt you, either way, there comes pain. And when you take the risk of letting other people come into that bubble of vulnerability, there is a chance that their pain, the pain won't be there, you know? And again, that's just such an, a human part of life. It isn't anything that you've done wrong or somebody else has done wrong. It's just that abandonment doesn't just come by choice. Abandonment comes by the inevitabilities of life. Like, I would have rather loved and cherished and completely idolized my papa growing up and feel all the sadness that came with losing him because loving him was worth it, you know? And I think it's easier to do when it's things like grandparents. It's a little harder to do when you're maybe in your 20s and you're looking for like true love or, you know, real friends or maybe trying to reconnect with family members that you've become estranged to. I can 
totally understand and respect that it is hard to let people into our bubble of vulnerability because it's risky. But the thing is, it's like it's rather play the risk than just opt out for the lose. And opting out for the lose is not bringing people with you in your life, is not cherishing the relationships that you have because that's one of the things that comes with you. For instance, I moved to Ottawa to be close to my sister who just had a baby. My sister and I were quite close before she moved away to Ottawa and then a few years later I moved away to Toronto. But we haven't lived in the same city since I was 17 or 16, so pretty much since my parents divorced. So talk about another double whammy. Moving to Ottawa and being able to really just spend more time with my sister again is realizing that she came with me. My brother came with me. My parents came with me. Like even though those memories are there and sometimes they're painful and sometimes, you know, your childhood is there and it's a yearn that you just can't seem to place because it's so hollowing, but also beautiful in a sense. It's there, but the people that were there, a lot of them probably came with you. And even if they didn't, then take the people in your life and bring them with you as far as you can now. When you're creating new traditions, invite the people you love with you. When you're kind of feeling nostalgic, create a new memory with somebody, a friend. You know, I think of even traveling and doing solo trips. Like a lot of those solo trips weren't even solo. I had my dog and to be honest, we had some bonding moments that I, and I assume he will never forget. Just like looking out over the, the Rocky Mountains or camping in the wilderness and eating chip. You know, his head out the window and just being so happy as we're coasting down the Canadian highways. Like, even if you can't physically bring people with you, bring them with you in soul and spirit. And yes, I'm gonna leave you guys on this corny last little piece of our coffee talk, but tying the thread of my papa kind of through this because I feel like he is such a warm piece of that yearning and nostalgia that I'll, I'll have for the rest of my life. I think of so many moments, even tattoos I've gotten, and moments that were from my darkest moments to some of my more like, how is this even happening? Like serendipitous moments. And I've felt him there. And I don't know if it's self-created or not. I don't have that answer. I'm not God of the universe, but I love to question it. Whether it was in spirit, whether it was by my choice or just feeling a, a warm sense of security in something, which is similar to that same feeling my, my papa has made me feel, or it, it was like a way of bringing him with me in spirit, bringing him through my life in spirit. Even when you're mourning the living, even people that can't be in your life anymore, but they're maybe still physically here on earth, you can still bring them with you in spirit by allowing the lessons they taught you to become a part of your character now, to become a part of your personality now, and to live on seeing my niece and just being like, you're just this baby that is gonna grow and everything is just downloading in you right now and creating you and who you're gonna become. It, pieces that puzzle together again of, wow, we really do just belong to our bodies. Our bodies are our home and everything else is just life in motion. And so you can fill your life with as many <laughs> like sentimental places or faces or things, but it's in my suspicion that to find the truest sense of home and to be able to carry it with you throughout your life is always just coming back home within. Namaste. <laughs> I feel like that just got really, 
you know, kind of deep and philosophical. So those are my thoughts and my chat and my how-to for the day on feeling homesick as an adult and creating a sense of home within yourself. I thought this was a really cool topic. I highly appreciate the request. I would have never thought to talk about something like this on my own, And which reminds me, if you want to join the Discord chat, I will leave it in the description notes of today's episode. Aside from that, I'm sending you guys all the biggest internet hug. I'll talk to all of you guys over our next warm beverage next week. Bye guys.